Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. We're concluding our series on Ask for Me and My House. Now, we've talked about Ask for Me and My House with a simple premise that, if you remember, Joshua was the one who said that. He was saying, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So we talked about the idea of building your family towards God's mission. Now, I, I know that's a new thing because usually we just build our family towards success, right? Towards greater provision, or towards being established, or towards having a home of your own, or towards having cars, or towards being able to send our kids to the best schools. But the whole idea of steering your family towards mission that's reflected in Joshua's statement when he said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And today, we're going to talk about raising children for that mission. Or in another way, to raise missional children. So we'd like to invite you to stand with us. If you could open your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 1 as we together read the word. 2 Timothy chapter 1, we'll begin reading from verse 1 until verse, verse 8. I like this passage. The story here is that this is the second letter of Paul to Timothy. This is like his last will and testament, so to speak. This is like his last habilin. No, the opportunity to be able to give my final words to my apprentice, to my son, to someone I dearly love. And uh, for him to come so that I might still see him before I go. So this is 2 Timothy chapter 1. We begin from verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus, our Lord. Verse 3, I thank God, whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Let's pray. Lord, that was, wow. That, that, that was Paul describing his relationship with Timothy and just describing everything that he has imparted and put on this man. I'm praying now that you would enable us, Lord, as parents here, to be able to get a missional perspective as well being able to raise our children in the way that they would fulfill your purpose, especially the purpose of your kingdom. Lord, thank you. Enable us and we surrender ourselves to you now as parents and as families in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and take your seats. It is good to welcome everyone. It is good to see you and to see familiar faces. Pastor Demi Reyes and Tita Sok, we're grateful to welcome you again. You know, we've been seeing you often. Thank you for visiting with us. Uh, they are missionaries to Cambodia. Uh, they still serve in Cambodia, specifically in Shem Rep, and I think several members of their family are here as well. 
Uh, we're good. It's, 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 we're excited to be able to welcome you. And for those of you who worship with us online, I hope that communion time was still very significant. You know, every time we come together for communion, it's about us proclaiming the gospel all over again. That we might be reminded, you're right, the whole reason why we gather together is because of the gospel. Because of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And that gives us new life altogether. Which is why everything we talk about in scripture, though they look impossible to do, is all possible now because of the saving work of Jesus, the transforming work of the Holy Spirit sa bawat isa sa mga buhay natin. Now, back to, the, back to our conversation. On this whole idea of on this whole idea of being able to raise missional children, it's interest, it's interesting that when the apostle Paul talked about Timothy, he was talking to he was talking about Timothy in light of a faith that has been passed on to him from the grandmother and from the mother. Now, uh, how about the father? What was the father doing during this time? I'd like to bring you to a passage in Acts 16, verse 1. It says there, Paul came also to Derby and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. Ah, so that's why. So his father was a Gentile, not necessarily a believer. We don't really know what happened to the father. Maybe he passed on early, or maybe he eventually turned to the faith as well. But apparently, it is the faith that has been passed on from the grandmother Lois and the mother Eunice that now Timothy carries. So it's the influence along the maternal side. Now, that's interesting because Timothy eventually went on to become one of the greatest leaders, a second-generation type of leader. Nang kinuha siya ni Apostle Paul, he was like in his latter teens or kaya early 20s pa lang. But then Paul brought him along in his travels and eventually imparted his life to him. So here is the grandmother and the mother imparting the faith to Timothy and now eventually, the Apostle Paul takes him on, brings him along in his missionary journeys, eventually leaves him, iniwan siya, no, 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 leaves him in Ephesus okay, to take on the church that was started there. And, the, uh, and Timothy eventually became the bishop of Ephesus, meaning there were several churches already in the area. So that's the story of Timothy. Now, how do you go from a Timothy whose influence in the home may not necessarily be all that ideal to, a, to someone who could be used of God to lead the church, even though he's young. This is the same Timothy to whom Paul would say, don't let anyone look down on you, huh? because you are young. But set an example for the believers in life, in speech, in faith, in purity. So he's telling Timothy, Timothy, alam ko na, konti pa lang ang experience mo, at yung mga tao dyan, posible talagang hindi ka agad maniwala sa'yo because of your youth. But go ahead and set an example for them. So here's that Timothy who now eventually leads the church despite his youth. And then eventually, be, you know, is probably used of God to be able to start churches within that same city and eventually becomes the bishop of Ephesus. That's interesting, that whole journey. How do you go from there to here? And for us as parents, we also want to ask that question. Iba-iba tayo ng kalagayan, di ba? Iba-iba tayo ng kalagayan o sitwasyon natin sa boy. In fact, at this moment, I'm going to ask just for me to be able to know the crowd better. If you're a parent, a father or mom, may I just briefly ask you to stand up? To stand up. All right. Okay. Oh, wow. Ayushana, that's, that's a lot of us here in this room. Congratulations for not giving up. 
<laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Please stay. Remain standing. Okay. Now, for those of you who are grandparents, please remain standing. Remain standing. The grandparents. Grandparents. Uh, I don't intend to necessarily show your age. But there's a reason why I'm asking you to remain standing. Because did you see that our responsibility does not only end with our children, but now even that of our grandchildren. And there is a huge opportunity for each of us to continue to impart the faith that we live out, even to our grandchildren and to our great Grandchildren, palapakan naman natin ang mga lola at lolo natin dito. Thank you so much. You may go ahead and take your seats. So, thank you. Pwede na pong makaupo. <laughs> the opportunity that's given us as parents, yes, you're right. I, you know, as I, you know, I'm a parent like you. Um, I, I'm a parent for ba- the past 19 years now, 20 years. And yes, I am as, uh, I've learned some. But I would say that I am as clueless today, okay? <laughs> in terms of how I'm still depending on God, asking God for grace. I try to live out the faith that I have, give it as an example to my children, teach it to my kids as well, best way I know how from Scripture, and then trust the work of the Lord in their lives. We talked about that last week. The great opportunity that's given us to be able to impart our life and our faith to our children. Now, this is the bigger question. So how are you able, how are we, that when, when they're kids, we're able to bring them to church. But as they grow up, how do we make sure, or not make sure, how, how do we see them also living out their own faith in God and even unto a place of adulthood and unto a place of leadership? Now, I don't know if we'll be able to really get concrete answers in the passage today, but we will attempt, okay? Looking at those first verses that we read from 2 Timothy, and if you're, you're Paul, you're already giving your last statement, last letter to Timothy, hoping that you'll still be able to see him face to face. And then you're, Paul is describing his relationship with Timothy. So what we'll do now is we'll go through that passage we just read and be able to hopefully glean from that passage the kind of relationship that Paul had with Timothy. And hopefully that will also help us to be able to raise missional children in the home. Now, um, most of you know Pastor Steve, right? He sent his 2021 picture last December. And this is how his family looks now. That's, that's amazing. So that's Pastor Steve. He has three boys. So now each of those boys are no longer boys, that men. They each have their own wives now. And he now has seven grandchildren going eight. Going eight. So four from the eldest, two from the second, and then two again from the, from the youngest. Now, this guy on your left most, his name is James. They were here just this past month. And James is a businessman, along with his brother, younger brother, Jonathan. See, si William, yung kanilang panganay, he is our uh, dean of academics for Every Nation Seminary. None of his children went to the ministry per se, went on to become a pastor. Well, of course, maybe except William, the eldest. But William is not even a pastor, pastor per se. He is Dr. William. Okay? He is an academic. He, uh, he, um, he, he was part of the launch, he was the launch director of Every Nation Seminary. And a big part of his, of his subjects would be church uh, history. So he's not really a pastor, pastor, but every single one of his children are very active in the ministry. Not necessarily as full-time ministers, for example, but nonetheless, very much missional children. In fact, I'll give you an example. The guy on the left most, James, he did a training with our admin people just two weeks ago. And uh, because he, 
he, he now, he, I think he has around 30 branches of the business that they have. All are across America and, and some of them, they've already begun to open uh, internationally. And he came in, he was like now, he's coming in now as a businessman, a CEO type. And then he made this statement to the admin people, challenging them to have a similar passion for the mission of God. He was, a, he was telling them, I dare you, I dare you, if you could find anyone more passionate for the mission, the every nation mission, than me, save for my, for, save for my dad. What he's saying is that my dad lives out the every nation mission. I'd be the second guy. And he was saying that as a businessman, he was saying, I challenge you to find someone else more passionate than me, save for my dad, when it comes to the every nation mission. I realized that. And man, Lord, pwede bang that's a good vision, right? That you would have children who would be as passionate for the faith, even though they're not necessarily pastors. They are out there in the marketplace making a difference, and yet they are living out the mission of God for their lives. Now, I remember um, when, when Pastor Steve wrote this book, my first, second, and third attempts, I like the phrase, the word attempt. Because in reality, all of our parenting are really just attempts. You know why? Because we establish foundations, but we don't control our kids. We will, you know, at the beginning, of course, there is control because they're children, okay? So that's a different thing altogether. Child training is a different thing altogether. And we will be doing parenting trainings towards the latter half of this year. Oh. Mas may encounter natin yung whole idea of child training. But habang lumalaki na yung mga bata at pag nag-teenage years na, alam mo na talaga na less control, more influence. And the influence that we put in their lives, we're just going to trust the foundations that have been set in them. And then trust the work of God in each of their lives, especially unto adulthood. So what we have is a parenting attempt. It's an attempt that hopefully we're able to model the faith to them and impart what needs to be imparted. But who they choose to be is up to them. And we will have to trust God that he is also leading them. Now, counting hope for you. How many of you here, you encounter the gospel in your 20s or 30s na? Pamilyado ka na, may asawa ka na. Latter part, 20s onward. Could you kindly raise your hand? 20s onward. Okay, we have many of us here. Ayos. 30s onward. 30s. Yung medyo, okay. Ayos. Nahabol pa naman ni Lord, di ba? Nahabol pa, di ba? Naayos ka pa ni God. Nung mag-victory weekend ka, God transformed your heart, changed you, and now led you on a good path. I know. There were those dumb things we did in the past that they have their impact on our lives now, but the Lord brings redemption. So even when our kids are already at a place of adulthood and they might not seem to be who you expect them to be, you'll just have to trust the work of God and the foundations that you've set in their lives, especially when they were young. All right, how do we do this? Well, the Apostle Paul models for us a, just coming from the letter, you'll get an idea, ah, okay, ganito pala ang relationship ni Paul kay Timothy. One of the first places to begin with when it comes to raising our children to be missional is to love them. To love them. Really? Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, most basic. We create that environment of love in the home. Paul says, to Timothy, my beloved child... Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. The place to begin is love. Now, I know that's really so basic, but there's so much more to be learned. When was the last time 
that you told your child, I love you. Ayos. Some of us do that regularly. Others of us not often. When was the last time that you were so selfless for your child and you made a sacrifice and kept your mouth mouth shut? <laughs> na walang pahabol na, na, ano, na vindictive na statement. Some of you did that just this morning. Good for you. God's called us to do that every single day for the rest of our lives as parents to our children. How many of you struggle with the whole idea of love? Lalo na't yung anak mo, hindi talaga sumusunod agad. Pambihira naman. <laughs> now, for children, kahit papano, at least alam mo, maturo mo sila na obedience, especially with, with the proper use of the rod, the, ch- the child is able to learn how to obey immediately. You know, uh, first-time obedience, to obey immediately without, completely and without, uh, with the right attitude. But then as the kids begin to grow in terms of their understanding and independence, they try out new things, their own. And sometimes they're not as quick to obey anymore. What do you do? In those moments, you will love. When the time comes that your kids take on a path that is just so opposite what you have hoped, what you have wished, and the path that you tried so, 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 uh, so well to be able to show them the example, and then they would veer away from that path. What would you do in those moments? I know, there is that God has both love and justice, right? And justice is part of God's love. And that's part of what we need to learn as parents to be able to extend to our children. There is a firmness of strength. There is a firmness of dealing with them. But, but the overwhelming context of that is love. Even in the context of discipline, we talked about that last Sunday. Even in the context of discipline, all of that comes from love. The desire that discipline is not to punish our kids. At saka makakutos man lang, makabawi man lang ako. Kasi sa tindi ng pahirap na ginagawa nitong anak ko na to sa akin. Rather than that being the motivation, it's a motivation of love. To be able for that child to have a harvest of peace and righteousness in his life eventually. That's coming from Hebrews 12. So here you are. You're creating that atmosphere of love for your child. A love that is selfless. A love that is continual. A love that persists. And to love even though he or she is unlovable and does not reciprocate. How many of you, sorry, marami akong mga hugot sa buhay. Hindi, hindi po, mga naririnig ko lang to sa mga kwentuhan ko with parents. Yung mga anak ko, ang babait na mga anak ko. Nako, oo, oo talaga. Okay, dalawa silang nandito ngayon, kaya kailangan kong sabihin yun. No? Just kidding, okay? I, I actually don't see them immediately here, uh, but they're there somewhere. Um, but you, you understand what we mean. Oh, you, you understand, especially when they come to that place, what will you do? You'll just keep on loving. Magbibigay ka pa rin ng allowance. Hindi mo pipigilang kumain. Tama ba? Okay? Magpapadala ka pa rin ng tuition. Mamahalin mo pa rin talaga ng gusto. Bakit? Kasi minahal tayo ng ganoon ni Lord. Actually, the way we parent our kids, this whole idea of love, creating that environment of love for our children in the home, it's something that gets imparted to us. It's not something that you can create on your own. Love cannot be manufactured. It has to be received from the father so that you can now father your children in that way or mother your children. Mother, ha? not smother, okay? Magkaiba yun. Mother your children in that way. It's, a, it's something that you will have to go to God about and say, Lord, 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 na- Pikam-pika na ako, God. Lord, puno na ako, Lord. Di ko na po talaga kayang mag-respond ng maayos. Lord, in this moment, could you just remind me again of how much you love me so that I can continue to love my children. 
If you're thinking of practical things to be able to show love, it's easy. That's easy. You just go to Galatians chapter 5 in verse 22. For the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Habang sinasabi ko yun, nararamdaman mo ba kung alin doon ang pwede pa nating mas magawa para sa mga anak natin? We're in the same boat. And you know what? Even if you're 80, you're still gonna do that. You'll sti- you will still struggle with the decisions of your adult children. And you'll continue to love, to support, to, to believe, to believe the best about them. The beautiful thing though is that, again, it is the fruit of the Spirit. Love is something you receive from God and is the fruit of the work of the Spirit in your life. So in those moments that you do not have, wala ka na, wala ka nang mahugot, wala ka nang mailabas ng pagmamahal, wala ka na talagang maidagdag pa, inubos niya na talaga, talagang he or she knows to push the right buttons that will really tick you off for some reason. <sighs> when those times come, you bend your knees again and say, God, would you remind me how much you love me again? <laughs> Because I need it. And Lord, Holy Spirit, would you do your work in my heart again? Lord, because I want to show it to my child. I want my child to be the first one, the first recipient of the best of who I am. Beatitudes. Bless those who persecute you. (laughs) Love your enemies. Okay, sometimes that's applicable to parenting, right? Okay. So if we're going to do that for other people, all the more will we do that for our children. Exactly. Okay? So love the children. Love your home. Timothy, my beloved child. Then in verse 4, I jump there. As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. Now, I, I love this part. Now, in their day, you know, in their day, of course, Timothy did not necessarily grow up with Paul. So when a person does not grow up with you, you it's like, oh, you... It's like you give the, when, when you don't encounter a person as much, as often, uh, you remember the good things, right? <laughs> it becomes less familiar, right? So, so that's, the, that's probably the experience of Paul. I mean, they'd be gone off from each other for months and he would just remember the good times. Now I know, we'll have to fight off the familiarity with our children. We'll have to not assume that they will always be there forever. Remember, we only have a window of time to be able to show them our love on a daily basis. Why? They'll go to college. They'll leave your home when they get married. And you don't know how long you'll be able to spend time with them again. You don't even know the length of your own life. So, pag itong window na to, sinusulit talaga yan. Buhusan na ng pagmamahal. Araw-araw. Despite the familiarity. And, when Paul talks about Timothy, he talks about him in fond terms, right? Parang, ooh, I long to see you. <laughs> do you feel that for your kids? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure we do. I'm sure we do. As parents... Hindi talaga yun mawawala. You, you will still always, kahit na nag-aaway na kayo ng anak mo, nako, you will still long to see them. But what I'd like to, to highlight from this verse is that, could it be possible that my interaction with my children would be more positive? Would it be possible for us to grow towards more positive communication? Those two things. Positive communication, positive interaction. I pray that the love that God, that you receive from God and the love that the Holy Spirit produces in you for your children would result in positive communication. 
and positive interaction. I try to find common ground as often as I can with my kids. I try to have fun with them. There was this guy, Harold Saylor. You might be familiar with him. He has his books also. He was around 70 plus years old already when he did a training at Every Nation, at, at Victory Fort. And then I sat in that training and then there was a question that was asked him. A grandfather, a great grandfather already at that time. He said, if there was one thing that you could redo in terms of the way you raised your kids, what would it be? I love that question. And then his simple answer was this, I would have played more with them. I would have played more with them. That says a lot. I would have wanted to have more positive communication and positive interaction with them. I had to learn to play Mobile Legends last December in order to play with my son. I have to sit down and see the music videos of NCT in order to understand what's going on in my daughter. I have to look at all the different pictures and learn and, you know, and, and we had to believe God for an Apple pencil for our daughter in order for me to just join her world of artistry. <laughs> and I have to look at all the crafts, okay, that one of my daughters would uh, show me each time I come home and appreciate it with exaggerated praise. And she likes it. <laughs> yeah. All of that to say, we'll have to find those fun, Loving moments with our kids, maximize them. We'll have to go out on vacations. We'll have to bring them to drive outs. We'll have to invest in our family dates with them. We'll have, to, we'll have to find ways to have fun with them because that's really part, because it's only a window of time. In the process, we'll be speaking life lessons. And uh, one of my children would immediately, just the other day, I sat down and then she asked a question and then I already had a tone and she knew that tone that I was going to go on this like, Huge life principle thing. And then her immediate, oh, sorry, I said her. No, her immediate question was, Dad, how long will this be? Okay. <laughs> Alam niya na kaagad na meron akong sasabihin na naman na life lesson at maglilita niya na naman ako ng mga experiences mula nung unang panahon. Ganito kami noon. And so on. No, 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 just kidding. But you get the idea that in the process of those fun times, there'd be a lot of life lessons getting imparted. Love your children. Deliberately create intentionally create that loving atmosphere in our home, even when, even when our kids would sometime go away. Nilayasan ka na ba ng anak mo? Mahirap yun. Pero ang gagawin mo pagkatapos, mamahalin mo pa rin. Tatanggapin mo pa rin with open arms. The father in the parable of the prodigal son gave that to us as an example. And that's probably one of the most difficult things to do. Probably one of the most difficult situations to face. But that's who we are as parents. We love them. Whew, Lord, let me just pray at this moment. God, would you create that in us? Lord, allow us to be able to receive your love for us as our father in heaven. That you'd receive that same love coming from you, God so that we'd be able to love our children the same way you loved us, the same way you're patient with us, the same way that you have given everything to us. Allow us, Lord, to be able to walk in that example. We receive that from you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, before I close this portion, love and discipline, they go together. All right, the second thing, by praying for them. How did Paul, how, how, how was Paul interacting with Timothy? He was saying, in verse 3, I thank God who my service did my ancestors, ancestors with a clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. Oh boy. 
Now, night and day does not mean uh, uh, Paul prays twice. It means he prays continually. And we remember our children. That's the best thing we could do for them, especially as they go through whatever it is they need to go through. Because they, they will have to go through what they need to go through. You cannot control the environment. You cannot always protect them. You cannot sanitize the experiences. Because God creates a leader out of them in the same way that He created a leader out of you. And what did you have to go through? Gumapang ka, sumadsad ka talaga. Nahirapan ka talaga sa buhay. May mga sarili kang pinagdaanan. We cannot protect our children from those because that might be what God wants to deal, how, how God wants to be able to raise them up or reveal Himself to them. And for us, Growing up, we knew the most difficult times that you ever had to go through in those moments that you surrendered yourself to God, that was the best experience ever. And it's one of the most impactful things that happened in your life. It was formative to you. It, was, it transformed you, in fact, because you depended, you responded to God in that moment. We cannot always protect our children, but we can pray for them. We can decree the blessing of God for their lives. And that's a lot of scripture. You can get that. Lift it out of Scripture. You pray, the, you, you pray the Lord's prayer to them. You speak that to them as, Lord, I'm praying that my son, Lord, would honor you as his father. That, Lord, he would hallow your name. I'm praying, Lord, that he would, he would believe for your kingdom to come in his life and for people. Lord, today provide for his daily bread. Lord, I'm praying that he would forgive others so that he too might be forgiven. Lord, would you today uh, lead him out of temptation? Lord, protect him and may he experience your kingdom in his life in a greater measure. Then you go to Paul's apostolic prayers. Every single one of his epistles has one. You go to Colossians, to Ephesians, to Galatians, and you lift out those prayers and then you pray it over your children. And then you go to the Psalms and the best, the best things, uh, the beautiful things that are in the Psalms. And then you speak that, you pray that over your children in their hearing and, and while, they're, while, well, while, they, while, they, while they're not there, I mean. You pray that over your family devotions, the time that you tuck them to sleep, the time na magmamano sila sayo, an opportunity to speak a blessing to them, the time that you and your wife will come together in prayer for your children, pray for them. You are their greatest prayer warrior. You're the first, it's almost like, you're like the first stage of defense, the first line of defense for your children. And Lord, let, let my family be provided for. Let my family be protected. Lord, let your covenant of blessing rest on us. Lord, let your covenant of protection and redemption be on us. Lord, today I invoke that over my family. Something along those lines. Pray Psalm 112, Psalm 128. All of those contain the blessings of God that come on the man and the woman who fears the Lord. Pray that over your children. Pray that continually. Pray that constantly. Mas maraming prayer kesa pasaring. Mas maraming prayer kesa sermon. Mas maraming prayer kesa salita. Yo, magandang standard yon. Nandai mo na sinabi, pero hindi yung pa sila masado na pray. Pray for your children. Number three, by reminding them of who they are. And this is, this is actually huge. And this is a lot of aspects, but we'll see with the time that we have remaining. By reminding them. We love them. We pray for them. And then we remind them of who they are. Now, I know immediately, may isip nyo nakagad tong phrase na to. Alam mo, yung anak ko na yan, hindi ako nagkulang ng pangaral dyan. Antigas lang kasi talaga ng ulo. Yan, yan, yan. So, naririnig ko yan eh sa mga magulang ko. <laughs> uh, referring to me. Okay, so. Uh, now, but, pero I, 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 I understand that. And I understand those moments. There, those moments are needed. 
na kailangan mong pangaralan, i-remind, at sabihin sa kanya kung ano talaga yung dapat niyang gawin. Kasi that's us. We need to warn them. That's us. You remember Eli, the high priest. Eli, the high priest. God judged him and his family because it says there, yung kanyang dalawang anak na priests, they did bad things at the temple. And it said there, Eli, as a father, failed to restrain them. So if, as as parents, we have a role of being able to restrain our children from destruction, from harm, and from doing evil. That's still part of our job. And But you know, how do you restrain a 25-year-old, a 35-year-old? You can't. Because that's pretty much their own way. But you can just believe God. And you can still give the warning. and But hopefully not in a nagging way. We're able to remind them. And I, I love the idea of reminding because... It's not just reminding them about what they should do. It's about reminding them of who they are. Reminding them of who they are is empowering. It, it enables them to understand, okay, I'm, it's not just about behavior. It's about me getting back to who I really am. And let's go back to the Apostle Paul. He says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith. A faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Louis. Now, I know, it's Paul being reminded, right? But if you take note of that, but the idea is that he's saying that now lives in you as well that I am so sure dwells in you as well. So Paul is reminding Timothy, this is who you are. Your faith is that of your grandmother and of your mother. You're a man of the faith. You're a man who has believed in God. I am sure it lives in you as well. There is certainty in me. There will be times, especially if you've grown children, that you will remind them, Anak, I know who you are. You've come to the faith. You've re- given your life completely to God. And I know you have a desire to continue to live for God. I only pray that you might find your way back. Remind them of who they are. I ask permission for my kids if I could show some of these pictures. <laughs> this is the picture of my daughter, Kate, when she was six years old and she came to the faith. You know, Let had a conversation with her. And at that moment, she reminded her or told her that, Anak, you're of age. You can already make a decision for God. And she did. This is a picture of me and Albert when I was sharing the gospel to him. We were just there. Nakasalampak lang kami dyan sa floor. Tapos dun sa, sa, sa salamin, nagsusulat ako ng mga passages. Drinowing ko yung bridge. He responded, uh, he responded that day as well. He was also six years old. This is a picture of our youngest daughter, uh, Aliana, when she came to the faith also, she was around five and a half years old at that time. At nung sinabi niya na, ano ba yung sinasabi mo kay kuya, name daddy kay kuya? Gusto ko rin noon. Ayun, kinento rin nilet. Nag-respond din siya to the faith. Now, alisin ko na yung picture kasi sabi nilet, uh, yun, yan yung mga itsura namin sa bahay. Eh. <laughs> Pero you get the idea na, ah, okay, so yun talaga yun, oo, we lead our children to the faith. We show them the way, we teach them the gospel, we remind them about the gospel. We impart the faith to them. And then Paul says, For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. It was the grandmother and the mother who led Timothy to the faith, but it was Paul who led him to a place of leadership. You know what Paul is called? He's a subcontractor. He's a subcontractor. For those of you in the contracting business, my contractor you're like the general contractor of everything that's needed to be able to build a building. Pero it's easier to subcontract some areas. Subcontractor for the electrical, subcontractor for the aircon, subcontractor for the structural. And we, in, we employ subcontractors to be able to do those because they specialize in those. In the church, we have those too. As you raise your kids, you're the general contractor. But you can employ 
subcontractors. That would be the kids' church teacher. That would be the campus missionary. That would be their youth, uh, the youth life leader. That would be the pastor to whom they could go to sometimes. That would be the friends, uh, the, the group leader that you're entrusting your, your child to. That could, be, that could be the counseling that your son will have with this particular leader. Subcontractor, someone who will take them in under their wing and then begin to invest their life in your child. We all need those. I need those. I'm the general contractor. We understand. Kami punilet. But I also understand we really need the family, the church family, to be able to speak into the lives of their children because our influence can only go so far. Paul was reminding Timothy, Timothy, I laid my hands on you. You've received the gift of God. So Paul was not only reminding Timothy of his faith, Paul was reminding Timothy of the gift of God that's in him. Do you know how encouraging that is? I get to speak to my children about that too. You know that God gave you this particular gift and God's called you to be this and to be that. Hopefully not as a pressure to them to perform, but rather going back to who they are in Christ, to the identity. You know what? God gifted you with so much wisdom and smarts. And you'll be able to use that for God's glory someday. It's about reminding them of the gift of God in them. And then finally, verse 7, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control, to remind them of the spirit of God in them. So we not only remind them of their faith, we not only remind them of the gift of God, the deposit that God's given them, but we remind them of the Spirit of God in them. That this Spirit enables you to overcome fear. And life is filled with so much fear. Life is filled with fearful things. You will always encounter obstacles, challenges, hindrances, difficulties, impossibilities. In those moments, for the Spirit of God, the Spirit, God gave you a spirit, not of fear. But of what? Of love, of power, and of a sound mind or self-control to remind your child of the Spirit of God that is in him, that is in her. I like that. To love, to pray, and to remind. Subcontractors in my life. I'll give you a quick picture. Uh, we have here Rommel and Vanji. We've, we've been friends with them from, from since Victory Tough Days. That was around 1996, 1997. And these were the same guys that we walked with from before. These are like pastors now. But this was like a victory group only then. Okay? 1996, 1997. You have Pastor Nixon Nang, who now leads our Every Nation Leadership Institute. You have Pastor Jonathan Bogobo, who used to be part of our missions, uh, our mission, uh, sorry, who used to be our uh, coordinator for church planting internationally and is now part of our missions leadership team. You have Pastor Donny Perez, He's our uh, regional uh, leader for the Visayas, uh, covering around 12, 13 churches. Then you have Pastor Richie. He's now the pastor of Victory Taft. And then you have Pastor Ado, who now serves with the Victory Provincial Churches. Then you have me, and then you have Pastor CJ, the pastor of Victory U Belt. But that was not how we looked like before. <laughs> this was us. Unimpressive. High waste pa yan, okay? Tapos, uh, yan, yan yung itsura namin. But... They were, Pastor Jonathan was our subcontractor. He was the one raising us up to leadership. He was like a Paul to us, Timothys. And he was investing his life on us, such that coming from that, now God has made us, allowed us to be able to serve in different places in the ministry after 15 or 20 years. Discipleship actually works. Leadership development actually works. And that's the same thing, that, that also works with our children. That our children would be discipled by us and by other people and that we'd be the one to raise our children to a place of leadership and also other people would pitch in to help. To love, to pray, and to remind our children. 
This has been the Victory Santarasa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santarasa.